Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're tuning in, and welcome to Nutrition Talk from a former fat girl. For those of you who have been here before, hi, and welcome back. Thank you for your support and for stopping by. For those of you who are new, hi, and welcome. Uh, I am Nicole. I am a former fat girl, as the title of my YouTube channel states, and I am currently a certified nutrition coach and supporter and promoter of the low-carb lifestyle. So as a weight loss coach, um, working predominantly with um, obesity and prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, Ozempic is one of those drugs that is very um, intriguing to me um, and one of those drugs that is important for me to cover. Um, if you have diabetes, especially type 2 or prediabetes, just fixing your diet can can help. I, I'm a firm believer that you don't necessarily um, need drugs to control your insulin and, and blood sugar levels. Just by changing your diet can go a long way. Um, but Ozempic, things are getting out of control in the diet and weight loss industry. So Ozempic, which is a diabetic drug, is now being used for the sole purpose of weight loss. Um, but it comes with a slew of, of unhealthy side effects and you can do irreversible damage to your health long term just because you want a quick fix to lose weight this is not the way i did cover ozempic briefly um in my weight watchers video um which i will link somewhere in the cards up here but the hangry woman i just stumbled across her her channel and she did ozempic for um, about 10 months um, and she stopped, but she does a good job on talking about um, the side effects and actually what happened to her. And she does have diabetes. Um, she is, you know, obese. She does need to lose weight, but um, I do want to say I don't know much about her content, but in this video, she does state that she does have diabetes. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's hear what she has to say. This isn't going to be a critique for me. It's going to be more so educational because again, I think it's completely out of control that people are using a drug like this um, for the sole purpose of, of weight loss. So, so let's go ahead and, and let's get into it and see what side effects and what happened with the hangry woman and why she stopped taking Ozempic. Hey guys, Mila, the hangry woman here. And today I am doing a video that you have asked me for over and over and over, but it had to wait <laughs> because it needed time. And so today I am finally doing this video that is my... Okay, so this video is almost 23 minutes long. So I am going to um, speed this up a little bit. I experienced two months after I've gotten fully off of Ozempic and Trulicity. If you're new here, I'm Mila. I make videos for people with diabetes so that we can feel less shame, less judgment, less confusion around our illness. I myself live with latent autoimmune diabetes in adults, which is a slow progressing form of type one diabetes. I have lots of videos on my channel about it if you have ever heard of Lada or if you don't really know what Lada is. Okay, I'm gonna slow it down a little bit more. She started off to talking super slow and then she starts talking fast. It is. So it's a really interesting phase to be in, in my diabetes management, not quite autoimmune diabetes, but also not quite insulin resistant diabetes a little bit. If I lost it all and I had to start from scratch, here's what I do to get back to six figures a year in four steps. So step one. 
different of a mix and lots of figuring out. That's where Ozempic and Trulicity came in for me. But if you like videos that highlight what life with diabetes is like or answer some questions about experiences that you may encounter, follow this everything. So follow my Instagram, follow my website at hangrywoman.com. I'm the hangry woman all over the internet. And then also be sure to give this video a thumbs up and subscribe. And with that, let's get to it. I want to really just like detail what has happened in these past couple of months since I got off of Ozempic. As some of you know, I have videos detailing my entire journey on Ozempic. So I took it for about 10 months. I ended up kind of doing videos at I think like the two month mark, six months. And then again, later at the 10 month mark when I decided it was no longer for me and it was just like something that I could not handle. And so to go back a little bit, rewind, the reason that I got off of Ozempic in the first place was because I was experiencing heart palpitations. And I actually didn't experience them at first on the very like lowest dose of Ozempic. I started out on the 0.25 dose, which is just to get you used to it, went up to 0.5, didn't do well on 0.5. So went back down to 0.25, then again, went back up to 0.5, just like back and forth. Um, and as I kind of like got settled into the 0.5 dose, which is still the very lowest dose, like that's therapeutically available for you to take, I started to have heart palpitations, shortness of breath, chest pains, I couldn't sleep through the night. And it really felt to me like it was correlated with my Ozempic. And when I had had a doctor's visit, where I had kind of like an overall physical, my primary care doctor said, hey, we did an EKG for you and it looks like you have mild sinus tachycardia. Do you know what this could be from or why? Because they had already had me on kind of like preventative cholesterol medication and things like that. And so I was like, I really don't know. Like I am pretty stressed out, but I don't know. Like, I don't think that it would be causing tachycardia. Like that seems pretty serious. And so I had a heart. Okay. Um, so I'll put this somewhere up here um, on the screen. Uh, but I did look up Ozempic side effects. Um, so what is Ozempic? Ozempic is a semiglutide. It's an injection, a glucagon-like peptide receptor agonist uh, indicated as a adjunct to diet and exercise to improve glycemic control in adults with type 2 diabetes. It essentially is an appetite uh, suppressant and that's a, and that's why most people take it for the sole purpose of weight loss. So what are the side effects? Uh, and there's a slew of, of side effects here. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and I, like I said, I'll put them up here on the screen, but I'm just going to go ahead and list them all because this is crazy, the amount of side effects and that people are still willing to take something like this um, to lose weight uh, regardless of these side effects. So a lump in the neck, difficulty swallowing, cough, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, upper abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, blurred vision, uh, spots or dark uh, strings floating in your vision, fluctuating vision, vision loss, uh, dark or empty areas in your vision. So a lot of, a lot of vision problems. And I had a double eye infection. I had inner and outer eye infection pretty seriously uh, about a year ago. And anything having to do with your eyes is not fun. And you really don't want to mess with that. So this pretty much hits all the things that can go wrong with your vision. Um, it pretty much hits all those all those marks. Um, shakiness, nervousness, anxiety, sweating, chills, uh, clamminess, irritability, impatience, confusion, uh, fast heart rate, lightheadedness, dizziness, hunger, decreased urination, uh, swelling in your legs, ankles, or feet, fatigue, rash, itching, and shock. Um, common side effects. So these are just, um, you know, the serious side effects, but now you have the common side effects, which are the nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and constipation. Um, so these are pretty serious um, 
pretty serious side effects. Any side effect is serious, but but this is some pretty serious stuff. And and what she's describing here, the hangry woman is describing here with the heart palpitations and and all that. That's that's pretty scary. I can only imagine how scary she must have been. Ultrasound. I did like all this stuff, and nothing came back abnormal. Everything was totally normal, totally fine. And so my endo said, "We'll just keep taking it." And I finally got to a point where I was like, "I can't anymore." Like I don't want to hop on my Peloton where my heart is already beating at 130 beats per minute and I haven't even started pedaling. I That's smart. That's 100% smart and they should have they should have looked at everything that she was taking and started doing, you know, you do an elimination diet and slowly eliminate foods to see what's causing something. They should have looked at what she was taking. This should have been something that that was considered. So this was a a pretty big miss and fail by her endocrinologist in my in my opinion. I'm getting very anxious about the shortness of breath. I'm starting to have these like random chest pains and like, it just doesn't feel good and I don't want to do it. And so I have the conversation over and over and over with my doctor for months before he finally said, okay, let's try something else, which he moved me on to Trulicity. That ended up being even worse for me in terms of heart palpitations. And so I lasted like maybe two injections on that. So here are the side effects for uh, Trulicity um, here on the screen. So you have nausea and vomiting, uh, diarrhea, stomach pain, decreased appetite, indigestion, fatigue, low blood sugar, gallbladder disease, not, uh, you know, gallbladder inflammation or some issue, actual disease, uh, kidney damage, right? So, I mean, that's pretty serious. Uh, pancreatitis, thyroid tumors, so it says the bottom line, Trulicity is a once weekly injection for treating type 2 diabetes. It works in a variety of ways to lower blood sugar. The most common Trulicity side effect include uh, nausea, diarrhea, and stomach pain. Okay, so much like um, Ozempic. Um, severe side effects like pancreatitis or gallbladder disease. I would lump the kidneys in there as well um, are rare but possible. So these are some pretty serious side effects um, to manage type 2 diabetes, much of which can be controlled and managed pretty much all of it by your diet alone, right? Diabetes is a glucose blood sugar problem. Carbs are glucose and affects your blood sugar. So you manage your carbs, you manage your blood sugar. So this is unnecessary and you can do serious, serious, possibly irreversible and long-term health issues just because you don't want to change your diet. And then I was completely finished and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, just put me on insulin, please. Like that, put me on mealtime insulin. That's what's going to be best for me. And so, that I mean, no, I, I don't know what your diet looks like because I don't know your channel. Um, but what's best for you is, is honestly, uh, is, is looking at your diet. Um, stop eating carbs, stop eating fruits, vegetables, grains, fibers, just stop eating that stuff. Um, and, and you would be able to get off the insulin and not have to worry about taking, taking drugs like this that are uh, apparently doing grave harm to your, to your health. That's the path that I'm on right now. So no uh, GLP-1s like Ozempic or Trulicity. I'm taking insulin full time. So I'm taking a basal insulin called Traceba. And that lasts 24 hours in my body. And it just is kind of like the basal rate of insulin for me. And then I am also taking a fast-acting insulin called Lumiev. And it is just what I take at mealtime. So I carb count 
uh, bolus for my meals, or I can go back and do sliding scale correction. I recommend uh, eliminating the vast majority of your carbs. If, if you can't go zero carbs, I, I recommend um, going 30 grams or less carbs. Um, that's truly where where diabetics need to be um, carb wise if most people can't get to zero but if you can get to as close to zero as possible um, that is actually what's best for you and that is what's best for you long term for your health um, that is the most natural way to um, cure diabetes um, so that's what i would recommend and, and so Right now that's working really well for me and my numbers are very well controlled in that sense but there are lots of things that i'm sure you're wondering like okay well if you got off of ozempic did you gain all the weight back did you did the heart palpitations go away did the nausea go away did like you know all of these things kind of subside and the answers to that are all different and so i'll walk through them and i think the first question on everybody's mind is always weight loss did i have you considered going solar in virginia but afraid of the huge the weight loss going? Did I keep it off or did I gain it all back? I actually ended up losing more weight off of Ozempic, which I was truly surprised about. That's very interesting because everything out there states that, you know, once you stop taking something like this, that you will likely gain um, all the weight back or you would have to take this the rest of your life to keep the weight off. So um, I'm happy this isn't the case for, for her. Um, I'm curious um, what her, I'm very, very curious what her diet looks like. Maybe I'll go into her channel and come at it from a helpful perspective to hopefully help her better manage her carbs. But I'm very, very curious what her diet diet looks like, especially since she lost, she lost some weight um, since coming off Ozempic. I stopped Ozempic in the middle of September. And from that point until right now, it's almost the last day of November, I've lost another 15 pounds. So mm. it's been pretty good. I haven't needed Ozempic to continue the weight loss. And unlike what I suspected, I thought that I was going to just immediately gain all of the weight back because I thought that it was really the medicine that was helping me with the weight loss. But it truly lowered my appetite. And even off of Ozempic, I didn't start to get like... That's that's exactly what I stated earlier. It's essentially an appetite suppressant, and and that's why most people lose weight on it um, because it it does suppress your your appetite. It suppresses your your leptin and your ghrelin, your your hunger controlling controlling hormones, which isn't which isn't healthy long term because you can you can really jack up your your hormones and and you know your your body's signals super hungry again. I didn't get this like crazy insatiable appetite like I had once had. And that surprised me also because going on insulin, I thought it's going to make me hungrier. It's going to make me gain weight. That's what happens to everybody going on insulin. And it actually hasn't like my appetite hasn't been this crazy insatiable appetite. It's actually kind of stayed what it was with Ozempic. And because of the uh, smaller meals that I was eating more frequently and like not just having like, you know, big giant meals all the time for like three meals a day. Like I was eating smaller meals because it was helping with the nausea. And so I've kind of continued that pattern. And I think that's also been really helpful because I cannot eat a lot like per meal. I really have to structure it into smaller bites, smaller portions. I'm still eating roughly the same amount of calories. I'm tracking and eating about like 1400 to 1500 a day. Um, and then along with exercise, there's also that deficit. Okay. Um, so, uh, I don't want to get too in the weeds. Um, on, on calories. Bart K, uh, if you're familiar with him, um, I'll link his channel um, below. Uh, but he does a great job of explaining um, calories. You can learn a lot for him from him. But 
in the event or hypothetically, you know, this is a world where calories do matter when it comes to human metabolism and biological and physiological processes. Let's just pretend calories matter. She said that she's eating about 14 to 1500. That is super, super low. If that's her daily intake, she's not eating nearly enough for uh, normal metabolic and biological and physiological processes. She's in in a in a very low deficit, and then exercising on on top of that. So uh, I'm now even more so curious what her overall diet looks like, what her small meals looks like, and how small are those meals actually. So I'm wondering if because she did Ozempic for so long, uh, I'm curious how that truly affected her her appetite and if her appetite will ever, ever rebound. But it sounds to me she's, she's not, she's not eating enough and her small meals might be um, too small. So I'm even more curious to see what her actual diet looks like. I'm exercising like I was before about three to four times a week. And so that's good. Like, honestly, aside from maybe like the timing of the portions, my actual lifestyle hasn't changed all that much, but I'm still seeing the weight loss effects of it. And so, you know, I always say this in my videos, like, I don't know if you can tell, I know somebody's going to be like, oh, cause total weight loss, like from the time that I was on Ozempic until now this like two month period after is about 45 pounds. And so I know people are going to be like, that's not a lot for a year. Like it happens in every single video I make. There's always somebody in the comment section who says it, who says I'm eating Big Macs, who says it doesn't make sense that she's not losing. You know, people want rapid weight loss. Um, I actually had this conversation with a prospective client. Um, you, a good clip is you want to lose about one to two pounds a week. You don't want to lose much more than that. You want to make it sustainable. Um, so if you take into account, say on average, you lose a pound a week, that's about 52 pounds a year. Now, granted, you know, you're likely going to lose more than that because at first you're dropping a lot of water and all that stuff when it comes to the scale weight. But you want to lose about... 52 weeks in a year, about a pound a week. So 52 pounds, I would say 52 to 60 pounds in a year is very, very healthy. Now, yes, you can lose more than that, but I wouldn't advise losing, you know, double that or much more than that. Um, if you want to sustain it and do it in a healthy way. So the fact that she was able to lose um, 45 pounds in 10 months or even a year, I think is actually healthy and it's steady because weight loss isn't linear. It's it's like a roller coaster. It's ups and downs. You're going to gain, you're going to lose, you're, you're going to maintain. Um, it's very much linear. Um, so the fact that she was able to lose that much weight in 10 months or even 12 months, um, you should be proud of that and stop criticizing her because, you know, she, she put in the work and, and she made the effort, you know, what, what are you doing? How much weight did you lose in 10 months? All these people criticizing her thing, the weight that I think she should lose because of X, Y, and Z thing that I have, you know, in my subconscious. And everyone's, uh, you know, uh, armchair, um, coaches now, right. Um, they're all, everyone's an expert. And the thing is, is that everybody is different. Some people don't even lose weight on Ozempic. Some people are just able to manage their blood sugars. Some people lose an intense amount of weight on Ozempic. Some people, you know, don't have the appetite suppression. Some people don't have any of the side effects. Like it affects everybody so differently that I'm just sharing my experience because it's not going to be the universal experience, but I think it's important to see just what people go through. And when we talk about it and we put it out there, it kind of gives people an idea of 
possibly what to expect with a grain of salt. And so I think that's really important and why I share these videos. But I think in terms of the weight loss aspect, I am still losing. I'm not gaining. And that is actually very surprising, especially being on insulin that's good. because it's really easy to gain weight on insulin. I am, I wouldn't say that I'm limiting. So insulin is the growth promoting hormone, right? And it's that for a reason. So insulin's one of insulin's main job or sole job is to control and manage your blood sugar. So when you eat carbs, sugar, glucose, your blood sugar spikes. Um, you can only handle so much sugar at one time and the rest of it gets into storage. Once the storage gets full and there's no more room at the end, the door's locked, no one's there to open it, the insulin has to bring your glucose somewhere. It has to go somewhere. So it gets stored as fat. So that's why a lot of people call insulin the fat promoting hormone, the growth hormone and all that stuff. Um, but that's why. So that's why a lot of people um, gain weight on insulin because they don't change their diet. They just take that as permission to continue eating whatever the hell they want, thinking that they take insulin you know, problem solved, all, all, all is good. Um, but that's not necessarily the, the case. My carbs at all, because now that I'm taking insulin, like I just correct for what I need. So I'm probably right now eating about 40 grams of carbs or less per meal as a little higher than where I was before per meal? How many times a day do you eat? Or before I was eating 20 to 30. Now I've allowed myself a little bit more because I have the ability to correct. No, that doesn't mean necessarily not, more calories for me. It just means more carbohydrates and adjusting my insulin. That's not doses. a good tactic. So, so say she's eating um, six meals a day because she said she's eating small meals. She's eating um, 40 grams of carbs um, per meal. Um, four, six meals. Math is hard. <laughs> is that, what, what is that? Is that 320? Uh, 40 times six, 240. Wow. Math is hard. So she's eating a ton of carbs. Now, I don't know for sure. We can give her the benefit of the doubt and say she's eating five meals, um, you know, 200 grams of carbs, but that's, that's way, way too many carbs um, for someone who's diabetic, that's not a good tactic to, to correct your carbs. She's doing exactly what I described. She's, she's not, she's correcting. She's, she's bridging the gap between the insulin and the amount of carbs she's taking. She should be eating way less carbs than she's currently eating. She should be eating no more than 40, 50 grams of carbs a day total, not per meal. Um, she needs, she needs to stop correcting and and using insulin as a as a crutch and and really work on her carb intake so she doesn't have to be on insulin the rest of her life she doesn't have to be considered type 2 diabetic the rest of her life this is this is reversible she can reverse this but she's eating way too many carbs that that's way too many carbs so i think that's also really important to recognize um i feel like i've gotten a lot happier in this process because I don't feel like I am using food restriction as a tool to manage my blood sugars. As you got happy because your your mouth is happy. <laughs> um, you're you're eating the foods that you that you like rather than eating the foods that benefit your health. Diabetes is a carbohydrate problem, and you need to manage your carbohydrates. You should be eating zero carbohydrates if you're diabetic, especially because you have a blood sugar problem. Um, but eating as many carbs as she has that that she is eating. That is way too much and, and she should feel restricted. She needs to restrict herself. 
much anymore. And I feel like I was doing that a lot before. And that was very hard for me coming from a place where I have had disordered eating and I have kind of like lived that life of like counting every little thing. And I still have to count it. I still have to like understand how many carbs I'm eating. But with the correction factor and like the ability to adjust, I feel like it's a lot healthier of a relationship with food. I am getting to know my food a lot better. I am, you know, able to kind of like look at something and be like, here's the carb count for that. Here's how much insulin I need to take for it. So I think that that has, that's not a good way to live. Um, like I said, like I said, when I, when I, um, spoke with, uh, no carb life, my dad's type two, um, diabetic and, he did the same thing. He wouldn't really change his diet or he changed it a little bit and then correct it with the insulin and kind of do the math and figure out how many carbs he's going to eat and then how much insulin he needs to take. That's not, that's not the way to live. Now I understand about disordered eating and, and all that stuff. And I know it's a sensitive topic and I'm not knocking anything. I'm literally just using this as education and hopefully to help her. Um, hopefully I doubt she'll stumble on my video because I, you know, I'm, I'm small cheese when it comes to, you know, YouTube channels. But, you know, I do hope that she does stumble across this video and and maybe learns something or, or, you know, just has a has a different perspective on on her diet. But um, I understand counting and I understand tracking is a pain in the ass. No one wants to do it. Right. I understand. Um, trust me, I understand. But at the very minimum, you should track your carbs and, and please hangry woman, if you are watching this video or stumble across this video, um, please take a second look at the amount of carbs you're eating, at least cut them in half, at least get down to a hundred grams and then, and then kind of see where you are and how you feel from there. Um, I don't know what kind of carbs you're eating. Um, the fact that you, your carb count is as high as it is. Um, I, I can only imagine, um, the types of carbs you're eating, but, um, I would highly, highly recommend cutting your carbs at least in half. Um, you should not be correcting and, and bridging the gap with insulin. Um, insulin is a tool, um, in place, hopefully should be used temporarily to correct your diet and, and get your carbs and your blood sugar manageable to hopefully wean you off the insulin and get you out of, diabetes type 2 diabetes is reversible this is not this does not have to be your life um it's a hundred percent a carb problem and your carbs are through the roof change the way i'm eating in a healthier way instead of me feeling like i have to restrict food not you eat should restrict to make sure that food. my blood sugars are in no one's saying that you don't have to eat just change the types of food you're eating eat more animal foods and you won't feel the need to eat all of those carbohydrates. Carbs don't keep you full for very long. It's, it's, it's purely sugar. It's purely sugar, so it's not benefiting you. You need foods that are benefiting you. Eating more fat and, and more protein is what's going to help control your hormones and, and your blood sugar levels um, to, to the point where you won't need the insulin in your life to help you manage your blood sugar. Um, it's 100% the types of foods you're eating. If you just change the foods you're eating and change your diet to consuming, you know, predominantly animal foods, um, then I promise you, you won't feel hungry all the time and you won't feel like you're depriving yourself. It's 100% the types of foods you're, you're consuming. Line, um, you know, eat the tiniest little portions and not enjoy my food at all, like things like that. So I am very happy with that switch. I'm very happy that like the weight loss has continued and I don't feel like I'm being deprived. That's 
one thing that I'm I think changed my quality of life a weight, lot though. in these past two That's months good. has just made me overall a happier person. As far as side effects, practically as soon as I stopped taking Ozempic and Trulicity, my heart rate was the biggest thing. Like I had gotten over the nausea. I had gotten over like the diarrhea and stomach issues and all of that stuff. But the one thing that just kept happening to me was the heart palpitations. And literally like within That's the scary. week that I quit each one of them, like I quit Ozempic and then I took Trulicity in place of it the next week. And then I did another injection of Trulicity um, and then I just couldn't take it anymore. So I stopped after that. And probably like within the two weeks that I stopped taking it, the heart palpitations were gone. My heart rate That's went good. from scary. being like 120, sometimes 130 at resting. So like if I was sitting here and had my Apple watch on and I had been taking it, my heart rate would have been 120 or 130 just sitting. It was, it was abysmal. It was like just so bad and just, it felt awful. Like I, every day I felt like I was going to die to be quite honest. Like I felt like I was going to, my heart was just going to like jump out of my chest. I didn't know what to do. Like it was bad. I don't That's know if anybody's scary. ever else had that situation, but it was just not a good time for me. And so I finally said like, Psh, not doing it anymore. Within that two weeks, for you. my heart rate had lowered to like the lower seventies. And so resting my heart rate is usually like anywhere from 75 to 80 beats per minute, which is absolutely normal. And I don't have those heart palpitations. I don't wake up sweating in the middle of the night. I don't wake up with shortness of breath. I'm able to sleep all the way through the night. I can exercise without being winded or, you know, like just the things that I think for like a 30 something year old person are very normal. I feel like my body has gotten way back to normal, which is helpful good. to me. And I feel like that's something that is um, just good overall. Like I actually feel good and I don't feel, I don't know. I'm not like in pain or not feeling like tired or like, like it's a labor to breathe. Like I actually feel good. So I think that that is definitely one thing that had come of that. I think something else that was really important to me in terms of getting off of it was like, would my blood sugars stabilize? And I think because we put insulin in place of Ozempic, my blood sugar still did stay stable. Like I said before, I think they're actually in a better place now because I'm having more control with the insulin and I'm not having nearly as much insulin resistance, which is also really good. Something else that happened earlier in the summer that I, th I want to say I mentioned in a video is that I also got off of birth control. And so I was taking birth control, had an arm implant. Um, just okay. Um, so that's pretty much all I wanted to cover um, from the hangry woman is just um, the possible side effects and the potential damage you can do um, taking something like Ozempic. Now, granted, um, she took it for to manage her, her diabetes and her blood sugar, but this is good to know for the people who are who aren't diabetic and are taking this for weight loss because you know mo a lot of diabetics can't even get ozempic right now because it's super popular you know you have all these celebrities promoting ozempic you know as a as a miracle weight loss drug but i wanted to do this video because she does a very good job at at explaining how serious these side effects can get. I mean, it's different for me reading it off the screen, but heart palpitations, anything having to do with your heart, uh, I can't even imagine being 30 something years old, how how scary that would be, be having shortness of breath and rapid heart rate and feeling like your heart's gonna beat out of your chest. Like that's scary. And she's lucky she got off of it when she did, because I can only imagine, you know, continuing down that path. She probably was on the road to a heart attack or something, you know, even more serious. Um, not saying a heart attack's not serious, but you don't want to mess with things like that. So you manage your carbs, you manage your diabetes, and you don't 
you won't need things like Ozempic um, and Trulicity and insulin and things like that. Your body will function normally and have a normal response to food. Um, eating the amount of carbs that we're eating, especially at 240, even 200 is too much. That's a ton of carbs. So all this to say is Ozempic and drugs like that that people are using for weight loss is a very dangerous slope it is not a miracle drug you know you pay the price you know things always come at a cost um so is weight loss worth the potential long-term health problems that you can suffer by taking ozempic i would hope that you would answer no and think twice about taking something like this for the sole purpose of weight loss so um that's all i wanted to talk about in this video so spread the word spread the message like share subscribe uh drop a comment um let me know if there are any videos you want me to talk about next or any uh youtube channels that you want me to react to um that's all i have for you in this video stay tuned for future videos and have a happy and healthy day Thank you.